If you're in any kind of business where it's important that people know, like, and trust you in order to get clients and fulfill on your obligations, then a podcast is a tool that can help. When someone needs to hire a service provider, whether it's an accountant, a life coach, a facilitator, a speaker, or a lawyer, then content that demonstrates that you know your stuff can be hugely valuable, not to speak of the networking you can do as you're producing your show. When you have a whole bunch of podcast episodes talking about your area of expertise, not only are you demonstrating that you can walk the talk, but you're sharing a little bit about what it's going to be like to work with you in terms of your style, your manner of communicating, and the kinds of ideas and philosophies you prioritize. You also get the opportunity to meet, connect with, and learn from experts of all kinds that can help your audience and your own professional development as well. My guest today knows all about that. Olivia Cook, also known as Coach Liv, is a transformational success coach and an NLP practitioner who runs a great podcast called The Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered. She's joining me to talk about podcasting for her business during the pandemic, handling huge amounts of content and work, the many benefits and opportunities podcasting provide. And for those of you listening who menstruate, she's got a very interesting strategy for optimizing your work and content creation around that menstrual cycle. And all of this is today on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. Olivia, thank you so much for joining me today. It is great to have you. It is a pleasure to be here, Megan. Oh, I'm so glad. So to start things off, what are your personal favorite podcasts to listen to? Okay, so I have a lot that I dibble and dabble with. The Mindset Mentor was one of my favorite because I've always just been into that. I constantly go back to Real AF by Andy <laughs> Priscilla. Yeah, it's a good I'm one. one of those aggressive personality types. So um, those are two of my favorite ones. There's a Morning Mindset. It's a Christian one that I listen to, I used to listen to it like every single morning, like with my alarm going off, but I like changed my morning routine, but that's also a really, really good podcast. That's just like a nice way to start your day. Kind of really getting your mindset in order. That's kind of the best advice you get, right? Is to start your day off with that kind of intentionality. And I'm such a YouTube video watcher too. That's how I have a group that I send motivational videos to in the morning. So I listen to YouTube videos it's so easy how they have it set up. It's like a podcast to me, but it's a lot of mine are on YouTube. We do a research report every year on how people use podcasting and how the top business podcasts perform. And it shocks me every year how popular YouTube is as a listening platform. But the truth is people use YouTube to listen to podcasts the same way that they would Spotify or something else. I literally just started uploading my videos to my YouTube channel. Nice. It's not great yet. But it's like, I realize, like, even myself, I go on there and a lot of people use YouTube. So, hey, at least it's another place for them to find it. Exactly. And I mean, it, maybe it'll pick up hugely in a couple of years and you'll be really glad that your entire archive is already there. Yeah. So you, of course, are a podcaster yourself with The Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered. Excellent yeah. podcast name. How did you come about to start podcasting? Oh, man. <laughs> so this girl reached out to me. Her name is Amber and she reached out to me as a coach. And then she was like, you know what? Maybe we can just collaborate on something. I was like, okay, cool. And she was in, in Canada and I was here. And at first we like started this thing together. And then I was doing a lot of the work as far as the editing goes. And it became pretty overwhelming for her. And it wasn't the best fit at the time for her business because she wanted to focus because we were both coaches and I get that. So She's like, you know, you can have it. And me and her are still really good friends to this day. 
I'm not saying anything bad about her. It was just, it didn't stay that way. So I kept it. It's not always a fit. Still yeah. kept the idea and then started doing more of my own coaching episodes along with it. In October of 2021, I left my day job to focus on growing my podcast and my coaching business. Congratulations. So it's definitely a grind. I still have a, a serving job. So I've always been like hustling. I work at a fine dining restaurant and I have the podcast and the coaching business. And yeah, it's, it's life. So, well, tell me a little bit about the relationship between your business and the podcast. Does the one fuel the other or are you using yeah. the podcast for your clients? How does it fit together for yes. you? Yes, both, both of that. That to help find clients simply by the type of content that I put out there and also being a resource, but also sharing stories from women that are specialists. I speak to specialists all the time. So I'm about to come up on season seven. My seasons are three month span. I go year round. And my three month span is already booked up for the next season. My waiting list is booked for my next season. When I'm telling you, I'm getting super high level individuals. I didn't even look for these people. I take it as a blessing because I get to ask them so many questions. So it's also providing an extra resource of so many different things from money to different aspects of healing, things about addiction. I had a whole season where I focused on marriage and body image and weight loss. The things that I learn from those podcasts I have something that I use from almost every single podcast. When you say use, is that, you know, you're applying it to your personal life or you're transferring it to the other clients that you coach? Is there like a direct relationship there? Yeah. There's some things because I'm not a specialist in every asset. But if I know that I can direct my clients to something else that will help them, I can have that's an extra resource that I have for them. So for instance, marriage. I've been married for six and a half years. And I am always asking people what their advice is when it comes to marriage. And it's different for everybody. But one of my favorite guests was Rick and Yana Gilday-Montez. And they talked about having a conscious marriage. And that is for having a marriage that it's like, screw what everybody else thinks, what marriage is supposed to be like. Create a marriage for yourselves and what you need at a core soul level. This is talking about your childhood wounds, your childhood traumas, all of that stuff. You talk about that and you design what type of relationship you want to have with your partner. You build each other up from the inside out to be better people as individuals and as a couple together. And I tell you, that was the best advice that I heard ever because I've been asking people all the time. Every time I have like a couple who's like, married 50 years or 20 years, you know, I ask them, oh, what's your advice? You know, I always ask people that. This is the first time I ever heard somebody tell me, okay, forget what everybody else says. Everybody's always like, don't go to bed angry. Like they say such general stuff. This podcast, I like to get deep. So that's an example. Another one that I recently had, I had a TEDx speaker on. This was my second TEDx speaker and she is ending homelessness. And we talked about making the world a better place. And she changed my heart posture. So I do a two-part booking process where I first get to like know the people that I have on because I'm really big into building relationships. And then at another time, I record the podcast. So when I first met her, 
she changed my mind about homelessness. And then an opportunity came up by my home. I actively volunteer in my community. It's a really big thing for me. So an opportunity came up for me to volunteer in an overnight warming center. And so I let her know, I was like, you know what, you really have changed my life. And then by the time we recorded the podcast, I was had already volunteered at the overnight warming center. I was able to change how I viewed people. And because I was so detached from reality, think about it. Easy to be. I'll be honest with you. I work at a fine dining restaurant. I work with people like my side items are eleven dollars. You know what I mean? A baked potato for eleven. Come on now, like <laughs> onion rings for thirteen dollars. We got steaks for like sixty something. Not like no, okay. So I'm dealing with a certain type of clientele: people that they that have money and they that people that want to act like they got money. It's different, all right. Oh That's yes. Real- <laughs> and then I spend time talking to specialists. I've done so much personal development that I am so detached because I don't allow certain things into my own life. I'm so detached from what's going on. I'm aware of that. And I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm so detached that I can't help heal people because that's what I feel like I was put here to do. That, and I also had like, right before that happened, I had a really depressed state that I was not feeling like I was doing enough and, you know, just adding enough value. So yeah that help. So if you've been wondering why you should podcast, gentle listener, now you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What a Um, a lovely story and what a lovely takeaway from it. Apologies now for getting into the miserable details, but two-part booking process, eh? I'd love to hear about that. Why did you decide to do a pre-call before the call from a logistics and structure standpoint? I think that's really fascinating. I like to build relationship with people. I find that social media And the way that we do life right now is so transactional. You might have one conversation with a person and it's a use and abuse type of situation. I find that. And you know what? I like to give my guest, my audience, authentic, real conversation. I need to know that the people that I bring on are really going to be able to go wherever I need to go. Because it's all about providing value for my listeners. And I get along with most people, but it's really easy for me to tell if a person is going to be a right fit for me or not. And I'm really big on prep work and I rather take the time to get to know a person because people can tell you whatever they want to tell you. All this stuff can be all dressed up and, and everything, but I'm also empathic and I, I'm really big on energy. So there's a lot of reasons for it. And it might seem crazy to people to do it that way. But I think that it's definitely helped me long term from the connections and relationships I've built with these people. I love it. It really does. It gives you another relationship building touch point with the person you're speaking to, but it's just a beautiful respect for your audience and their time and the attention that they give you. It's a really nice way to outlook and way to approach things. Yeah. Most of the time I approve most people, but there's some people like, I need to hear what your audio sounds like. Is your voice annoying to me? You know what I mean? As the producer, yep, I know that one. (laughs) If I don't want to hear your voice, my audience isn't going to want to hear your voice. Like (laughs) Basic level of QA too. There's no harm in that. So you put your podcast into seasons. Do you always have them like thematic seasons or is there more schedule-oriented reason to have arranged your delivery like that? It is totally schedule-oriented. So 
I get to batch record at a certain period of time. I get to tell people <laughs> I am not recording right now. I get to schedule. I can do all of that because I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> and my life is, it's wild. And I mean, I love it. I love every single part of it. But it's like, I like to just, okay, this is what we're focusing on at this time. There was a point in time where I could ask for guests and I could find what I wanted to talk about. But now I'm just getting people sent my way. I don't really have that leisure, but it's being able like, okay, I have to be able to say, no, we only have, generally speaking, 12 weeks in a three-month time span. That means I can only take on 12 guests. If I have all of these people coming to me and I don't necessarily know if I'm going to have the time, it respects their time too. Just because I got them reaching out to me at a different time, like, oh, I'm not ready yet. And then be like, oh, here you are. No, I rather respect their time. I understand they're busy and I'm going to be able to turn it over in a relatively good time. I hate recording six months out. The idea of recording something that doesn't get launched six months out bothers me so much because everything's so time sensitive. I understand we're talking about evergreen things, but I'll bring up something and I will have changed as an individual. I'll give you an example. I recorded a podcast with a woman that I've known for a long time. And we were talking about business and distractions and stuff like that. And I said something about Ukraine. I then two weeks later recorded an episode with a woman that had fled Ukraine. She's a businesswoman. She's helped 120 women at the time flee Ukraine. What I said in that couple of weeks prior, I had to cut out. I'm constantly growing and changing. And I'm like, you know what? I want to keep it as authentic and real as possible to where I am in the journey. So there's that too. That's great. Something we, we tell new podcasters a lot is you're just getting started. Don't record 16 episodes on your first week because you're going to be a lot better in two weeks than you are today. You know, it's true on the, the personal and the beliefs level as well as the basic technical skills of interviewing and podcasting. So really sensible. And I love the underpinning of so many things that you've talked about so far is the respect that you have for your audience, for your own time, for your guest time. What a lovely way to approach business. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. So I know you're also a public speaker. Yes. Have you noticed that your podcast has had an effect on your public speaking, either the way you talk or what you talk about or the opportunities you get to talk? What does that look like for you? Yes, I definitely. Also, because the world has been shut down when I decided to start doing all of this. So because I do my own editing, I can hear all of the things that I have to work on. And it allows me to change those things at a faster rate than if I wasn't doing that part of the process. It also allows me to expand my market so much further by having the conversations I'm having with the people I'm having them with. So while I've had to be at home for the past couple of years and now things are being made new and I can go out and do things, it has given me the ability to have something to say that this is what I speak for. This is what I do. And just when I'm pitching, you know, it gives people an opportunity to know who I am. It's interesting now that the world's opening up again and things in person are going to start happening. I've got my first trip to the States planned in a couple of years. And I'm just like, ooh, flying on an airplane, being around crowds. That'll be interesting. It's not that bad. 
So I was one of those people that I still did the things. <laughs> like, I did the thing. We were so strict up here in Canada. No one did anything for two years. So. Yes, y'all were. Y'all are very strict. And then there's <laughs> the convoy thing that's going on. And I live in the convoy city. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's a lot going on. And you know, like, <laughs> man, that lockdown, you know, that's scary. It's really scary because people need each other. And there's so many anxieties that bundle up after it. I mean, there's just so much to go from where we're at. And I think it's going to be really interesting these next couple of years as we transition to whatever normal we're creating. Yeah. And it is just going to be fascinating to be, I feel so many people have forgotten how to interact without a screen in between each other. And it's just, you know, I miss small talk. It's going to be so much fun. You know, we in the wild west over here in America. <laughs> We do watch sometimes the little side eye being like, hmm, what's going on now? <laughs> I noticed myself because I'm on social media so much. I noticed myself, this is in 2020, right? When we started to be able to go to restaurants again, because like I said, we in the wild west. <laughs> I would look at people and I would just judge them. And I would be like, this is how you are. I'd make up this whole entire story. And I realized because that's what I do when I would see a comment that I liked or I didn't like. And I would go to that person's profile and I would look at all of those things. And I, I realized that that was an issue because I shouldn't be that way. Since then, I've not done that. I don't do that. I've, my heart posture is completely different. But I realized that there's a lot of other people that do that, that aren't even aware that that's what they do. And I mean, that's one of the things that comes along with it. It's so hard not to, you know, with pandemic related things and also with a behavior on social media and types of content we create everyone's opinion of how they act in a certain situation is the most appropriate of all possible ways to act. The way precautions you take are the most sensible and reasonable. And the way what you post is the most sensible and reasonable. Everyone thinks that about themselves. And it's so hard to extend kindness and the lack of judgment to others that we like to reserve for ourselves. <laughs> I've got so many rules. I started my business and everything in 2020 before the pandemic. I didn't even think this was going to be a thing, but I was online because I'm a military wife. And I need to be able to build something that I can move wherever I go. And I also don't want to live a traditional lifestyle. And I had to set rules and parameters on social media. And there's so much mental health that goes into it as well. Like I was telling you, you know, I changed my life so much to the point where I was so sheltered around being around the right people that I missed that there's so many people that we're all just in this human experience at the same time. And all we can do is just be loving and understanding. And that's, that's really hard to do, but life isn't easy. We got to change our definition of what hard is. And um, my podcast, my relationship with God, all of that has changed me so much during this pandemic. So it's like, now I'm so open to talk about mental health and everything with people. I'm like, okay, so, so are you depressed? <laughs> Let's talk about it. And I, actually, I don't even ask. People tell me. I was at a party this weekend, a kid's party, and people just started talking about mental health around me, just at random. I can see that you've got kind of that energy that people can tell you things. That comes across even through a screen and many, many miles. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to flip around now back to more practical rule-based things. And I know time management is something that you think about. And I know if you are serving and a military wife and doing your own audio recording props for that you must have some strategies that you use to manage and handle your time. Love to hear about them. Yeah. So I calendar block. This is really where I help my clients too. 
because I help my clients be better content creators and just female entrepreneurs. That's who I serve for. They're usually like kingdom female entrepreneurs that women of God are, they don't necessarily have to be Christian. Like they're just spiritual. You know, I care about relationship. But anyway, what I do is I calendar block. Now, how the menstrual cycle comes into this, I batch film content on my ovulation day because you're scientifically the most attractive on that day. So not necessarily just that day, because I'm not the person like when I'm talking about video content, I have multiple platforms. I've got Relentless Glory. I have my podcast. I have my coaching business stuff that I post for. And I high post on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook and LinkedIn. So it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot, right? I don't like to feel overwhelmed. I don't like to feel burnout. I don't like to feel stressed. I'm telling people how to enjoy their lives. So knowing when I'm going to be scientifically the most attractive, knowing when I'm going to have natural energy flow with myself, that's when I do that. So I take the window and I'm going to explain this window to you. You'll see a window on your Fitbit or anywhere else based on how sperm stays in females. That's not the window we focus in on. We're focusing on two days before your ovulation day and two days after because it's how the hormones flow. Estrogen's your happy hormone, all right? And then it's after your ovulation day, that's when it starts to go down. But that peak is when you're going to be the most attractive. You're going to be able to like just spout out, right? Unless you're like me that deletes all of their flipping content that they recorded for the month, like last week. So I had to rebatch film. But anyway, that's beside the point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Let me see if I'm understanding this. We kind of are more attractive, I guess, hopefully not just to the opposite sex, but in general to other humans. And we have creative energy kind of at around the time of a yeah. population. Yeah. I would love to show you a screen if you can let me share. Yeah, let me give you screen sharing power. It, there you go. There we go. Oh, interesting. I remember this from grade school. Let me explain this to you, all right? So the start of the cycle, that's the first day of your bleed. And then this orange is the estrogen. Ovulation day right here. Now, as a content creator, woman that has to be on camera, got to be around people, scheduling events, doing anything social these days before and these days after. And that day, those are going to be your best days to do these things. Okay. That's the PMS one that happens the week before your period. Starts. This is the one we hate. Yes. This is, <laughs> but let me tell you about this. This one right here, this is great to be reflective. This is also great to be mindful of like, okay, I need to spend more time taking care of myself. Maybe let me not overload my schedule. Let's not react automatically. If you're mindful of this and you're like, you know what, let me take an extra moment to pause. Nobody ever feels good about what they have to apologize about saying, ever. That's true. So having this in mind, especially while you're running your business and knowing, you know what, I'm going to need to not overload my calendar this day or this time. And I give myself about three days. And this is something that you've got to track and you have to be mindful of. And it's based off of your own cycle. This is based off of you. This is not based off of anybody else but you and you follow it. And you know what? When you're not around a blue screen too much, you actually sync up with the moon and you're either a new moon or a full moon. This is all, and me being able to show you the actual science behind it, I feel like that's able better to explain it. There's always room for evidence-based woo. I'll take it. <laughs> and I mean, I started using this in, because I'm an empath and I started really using this in 2020 because I'm telling you, anytime I had to go to the 
grocery store. Oh God, it was horrible. It was hard. Anytime around my period and then I had to go to the grocery store, I was like, oh, I was feeling everybody's energy and tension. And oh, it was so bad knowing that, okay, maybe this is not what I should do at this time until I get stronger, until I can build up my own personal reserves and my own personal armor and develop more. That's something I have to work on. And it just allows you to be more self-aware. So I'm telling you, just knowing this type of stuff, it's a game changer. You can schedule about 20% of your life based off of this. And I think it's really interesting too, because I, I mean, thanks to however many years of, let's say the Western dominant culture that, that we have come of age in, you know, there's really much the expectation that you just have to keep going at the same rate, no matter what's going on. And we have that expectation of, of others and of ourselves. I like what you're saying here is that no, you do have, you know, a flow of energy over the course of a month and why not optimize when you've got the data for it? So that is honestly how I help myself the most yeah. when it comes to scheduling out my content, knowing what, when I'm not going to be at my best, why would I want to show up and record? Why would I want to respect again, respect again? <laughs> so that helps being mindful of that, being mindful of, and I just track everything and I give myself grace. I give myself room. I'm not in comparison with anybody else. This is my journey. And everybody should know that they are on their own journey. So what works for your schedule is what works for your schedule. You can't base it off of what other people got going on for theirs. That's also how I help my clients too, is like, I help them figure out what works for them. And that's why I don't do a group coaching model because I care so much about how I help people with their actual lives. So I hope that answered how I do my scheduling. <laughs> it does, and it's very interesting. I think I'm, I'm going to put my Google search algorithm at extreme risk by downloading an ovulation tracker <laughs> to get a sense of this because it's really interesting. And I think it would be really fascinating to have more insight on. So you can do the app called Flow. One book that's a good book to read is Do Less by Kate Northrup. And it was made for female entrepreneurs that are mothers. And she oh. really talks about this and she talks about different studies you can do and everything. So that's a great resource for you. The book Hormonal as well. It's the fact that women have been left out of scientific studies for years simply because of their periods. Even animals, they have not had frogs and other things in their studies because of their estrus. So there's so much that we don't know. And the best thing you can do is have this in mind and study yourself because no doctor is going to be able to tell you what's best for you. Really, really interesting. And I'm, I'm just kind of absorbing all of this. This is a new way of looking at it. Really an extremely fascinating one. And so you pay attention to this and you optimize your work for the energy that you have and you give yourself the wonderful grace that you need. And I mean, you're getting into podcasts, season seven, which is amazing. So let's talk about consistency and the importance of maintaining that over time. So I'd love to hear you go on about it for a moment. Okay. Yeah. In order to have consistency, you have to have resiliency. You have to have a bounce back effect because life is going to happen and you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. So knowing your why is huge. I know that sounds so cliche to so many people, but no, like if you are not doing this for a bigger purpose, if you're doing this because you think it's going to be easy, you think you're going to yield amazing results, you're not. You have to know that this is a commitment that is going to take a time investment. You have to allocate the time that is necessary to make sure that you're able to execute the way that you want to. And just be honest with yourself 
and be honest with your listeners. If you are only going to put out every two weeks, there's nothing wrong with that. I know a podcast that she's amazing. She does 20 to 40 hours of preparation for each podcast episode. I'm like, lady, would you, are you crazy? Like I could not, I could not. <laughs> but it's for what she goes in depth with what she does. And she has been doing this since 2017. It's called your parenting mojo. It's very specific for parents wanting to get results with their children. That's a great podcast as well. So we'll make sure to link to it. And just knowing what works for you, what's your need? If you're just doing show reviews, find your workflow, find what works for you to help you maintain your consistency. Because consistency is honestly the thing that has helped me grow. Like, yes, I have great guests. Yes, I have phenomenal conversations. But if I only came out with something and I wasn't posting consistently and people had no idea, like if I was ever going to, they wouldn't follow, they would not continue to listen. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. We have one client, he's the owner of the Compliance Podcast Network. And he says that your release schedule is a promise that you're making to your audience. And so you release on Tuesdays, you release every Tuesday. And a nice philosophy to adopt and to adhere to. So Olivia, thank you so much. This has been a delight, extremely interesting. Where can people go and listen to your show and find you? All of that other good stuff. So the, and the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered is found anywhere you listen to podcasts. iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the places. I also upload it to my YouTube channel, Life Hacks with Liv. It's got its own folder, like the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram at coach underscore live. And on Facebook at Olivia Cook. Same thing with LinkedIn too. Olivia Cook. (laughs) Perfect. We'll make sure all of those are going to be linked in the show notes. And Olivia, thank you so much. This has been an absolute treat. Thank you so much, Megan. It was such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for joining me this week on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. As always, I'm your host, Megan Doherty. And the show is created by the whole team at One Stone Creative. We've got something new and exciting in the works, something I'm excited to share with you and that I hope is going to help take the edge off the challenges of promoting your podcast episodes once they're live. You can learn more about it and join the waiting list at podcastsocial.club. That's podcastsocial.club.